to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches oh my god oh shit fuck (laughs) b you're doing this on purpose maybe a little (laughs) (laughs) okay well in all fairness to zach he did go second until you showed up but then i showed up but then (laughs) i showed up tell him we're here Oh, that's good stuff. Guys, we actually got a lot of gaming stuff that happened, like the big Switch announcement that we're going to get into, like the state of play, and something from Atari. Like, what? We've got a big episode today. The fuck's an Atari? (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly the point. So no shenanigans. Let's just get right to itinerary. Peaches, would you like to take it today? I'll run the itinerary. Today on the podcast, we are talking about Atari does in fact still exist. Um, we are talking about the Sony state of play, and we are talking about no Switch Pro, but we got a Switch OLED. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. All right, anyway, let's let's go ahead and start with Atari. Let's, let's go ahead and start with Atari. What's an Atari, Peaches? You know, Atari is a older company that, you know, you may they used to make a console, if I remember correctly, and they also used to make a lot of games. And according to this article, they still do make games. So let's get into it. All right, okay. get into it, man. What's going on in this article? All right, so this is Atari Gaming moving away from free-to-play and mobile games from Brendan Sinclair over at gamesindustry.biz. So, Atari is shaking up its business strategy once again. Today, the company announced that its board of directors has signed off on a new approach centered around making premium games for PCs and consoles with reduced emphasis on mobile and free-to-play games. Our intent with any gaming experience is to provide accessible and joyful moments of meaningful play, said Atari's recently appointed CEO, Wade J. Rosen. That's the core of uh, Atari and what binds our history with our future. To that end, we feel that premium gaming is better representative of this type of gaming experience and the Atari DNA. So, I don't know about you guys, off the top of your head, can you think of a single Atari game that's out right now? No. Uh, They used to do Dragon Ball Z games. I do remember that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Though, and but then I, they sold them to Namco, made on Namco. So. But Atari, when they did have it, they were killing it, weren't they? Didn't Atari do like up to Budokai like two or something? Or was that Bandai Namco? That, I, I think that's Bandai Namco. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, so basically what I'm saying is I don't know. And I'm choking from this. So much pressure. Uh, will you please tell me what games they've done? Well, that's just the thing. Okay, so if you remember, 
like dig a little deep in your brain because we've actually covered Atari sometime within the last six, the last six months. If you remember, the last thing we heard about Atari at all was the fact. Zach, do you remember they're doing? They were doing like that console. Atari was making like a four hundred dollar like modern console where you could play like all your Atari games, but it was gonna also be used to like stream. Do you remember that? No, it sounds terrible. <laughs> We talked about, I mean, to be fair, we've talked about a lot, um, but yeah, that was the last thing we talked about Atari doing. I'm trying to remember what it was called. I think it was the Atari like VCS. Does that ring a bell? No, uh, not for me, the, but the if you guys chess <laughs> player, I remember that. <laughs> if, if you guys want to talk about some of their uh, games that they actually do have. So here are some of their free to play games that they, they uh, currently have going. There's roller coaster tycoon stories. Crystal Castles, Castles and Catapults, Ninja Golf, and Atari Combat Tank Fury. And all of those Ooh. games are either going to be shut down or sold off. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've got a weird console in the works that nobody knows about. We have a questionable list of games from the studio. And we have this weird reputation in general. So what does Atari like? What leg does Atari have to stand on here where they're just like, good news, everybody. We're going to be making games now. Like, I, I mean, who didn't love a good roller coaster tycoon back in the day, you know? OK, I know you're being facetious, but you are right. I really enjoyed that game. <laughs> I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> that game was awesome. A lot of a lot of people liked it. It's a good game. I like making ridiculous roller coasters and watching people fly off of them. That was fantastic. What a great feature. Yeah, you build roller coasters that don't have an end, and then you watch the people on the roller coaster fly off of it into the crowd of people that you have at your amusement park. Yeah, precisely. So Atari, uh, never mind, man. You guys got this down. More of that. <laughs> More of that, Atari. You guys are crushing it already, no doubt. And um, by the way, I looked up that console, the Atari VCS, and apparently it already came out in December 14th of 2020. How uh, well but, did it do? Well, it's coming out worldwide June 5th. Oh, it already came out worldwide June 15th, 2021. <laughs> You guys are concreting the point that, like, what is happening with <laughs> Um, I So I think it's like, it's not necessarily like a new console. It's like essentially just a throwback console from what I can tell. That's what it's supposed to be. It is like, if you look at it, it's a more, they went for like a modernized design that's somehow still at the same time retro. I actually think it's a really cool concept. I just think that they way overpriced it. So anybody who's actually somewhat interested in the Atari VCS are like thrown off by the price. Like they're not going to pay $400 to have a little bit of fun with Pitfall and I'd then leave the console. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> so with all of this news, it does actually just lead to the simple question. Do you guys think Atari is going to be successful in becoming just an exclusive game publisher for like the big name consoles? Peaches, what do you think? I mean, I think they got a shot. They used to be a big game and or a big name in gaming, um, so I don't see why not. They already, they, I mean, 
they already kind of know the ins and outs of the industry, so there's no reason why they couldn't be, right? I mean... Well, so hear me out. They did the video game crash. That's true. That's like part of the question, though. There's just so many pieces to this weird puzzle that Atari's been putting together. I don't know. I, I, I would love to see them succeed, is the thing. I just don't... I don't know. I don't see it because I feel like they're just so out of touch with what's going on in the rest of the gaming industry, you know? And I feel like the perfect example of that is ironically the Atari VCS and just like pricing the console the way they did and like who's the target audience for this. I want to be more optimistic because Atari does have that reputation that Peaches was talking about, but it's just like, I just don't know. I just don't see it. Does anybody have anything more optimistic to throw in for this? Come on. So competition is always good, but I cut off chess. I'll let chess go. Uh, Well, I think I'm trying. I'm honestly still looking at this Atari VCS. I think the audience was literally it was just for collectors. I don't I don't think this was ever supposed to be something that was sent to like a a wide audience. Like they only produced 10,000 units in 2020 and they produced 500 in mid-June, you know, they're not trying to get this out to a wide audience. They're trying to get this to a niche audience. And I think they did. Well, sure. So, I I mean, mean, it's a relative success for Atari. Okay. I mean, that's important. Like they sounds like they had a plan to just to me and JP. It's like, yeah, good for them, though. It's one of those things where we'll have to wait and see. Who knows? I mean, maybe Atari is going to find a franchise that brings them into the limelight. I would love to see like this. One of the oldest and most retro studios in gaming. I'd love to see them succeed in a modern gaming climate. I would love to see it. I'm just being pessimistic. And let me tell you something. (laughs) Yeah. Realistic. Pessimistic. (laughs) If I'm the one who's being pessimistic, that's not a good sign. Look, I mean, I I got high hopes from the company that brought us Pong, okay? Mmm, the game that started it all. (laughs) Did they? They didn't didn't start Pong. I I don't know if they started Pong, but they manufactured and made the big systems that you could play Pong at. Okay, that one. Yeah, but they also manufactured E.T., which single-handedly ruined the company. So you know it almost really, de- no, it almost destroyed video gaming as we know. You know what's really hysterical is I watch. There's a documentary all about that on Netflix, and my dad watched it, and he got a copy of ET. He remembers how awful it was. I loved talking to him about it. <laughs> he got a copy. He was like, "This game is dog shit." <laughs> they were all yeah. I don't know, old games in general are dog shit, but I agree. <laughs> Uh, Tetris is a timeless classic. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, there's a few. There's a few timeless games in there, but for the most part, you're right. I mean, the novelty is always there, but it fades so quickly. All right. I don't Are you guys know, ready like, to move on to the next article? I mean, this might be a question for the next time we do answering gaming's biggest questions. But like, I don't know what makes a game a timeless classic. You know. That is a great question to throw on gaming's greatest questions. We'll keep that. Keep that. Keep that one. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Uh, r- write that down. Write that down. Zar. 
Do you think we can actually count on Zara to write that down? He better, or else I'm gonna punch him in the throat. That's probably the last thing he needs right now, but all right, I mean, if it's motivation. I mean, the last thing he needs is a punch in the back, so I'll leave his back alone. <laughs> but his throat, his throat's fair game. <laughs> Damn, JP is straight savage over here. All right, Peaches, what's next? And next on the docket, we got the Sony State of Play. So, uh, I don't know. Do we want to just run through the list of games one at a time and give our takes, or do we want to just talk about the big ones? What are your thoughts? So, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't... I don't care about this State of Play <laughs> at all. <laughs> I watched it. I was sad. I saw a couple things that perked my eyebrow, but... For the most part, I was bummed out. Okay, here's the whole. Here's where we're at with state of plays right now. Peaches, you made the remark the last time we had a state of play event. Like, if PlayStation's gonna have these smaller events where they don't have a lot of big name titles coming up, name it something other than state of play. Like, I know we make fun of Nintendo for having like the partner showcases and the minis. The great thing about that is those taper expectations where you're like, I'm not expecting a whole lot of this because it's like a partner showcase and those usually suck. Nintendo or not Nintendo PlayStation needs to find a similar way of doing that with their state of plays, because if you just give it the blanket term state of play, it's either going to be extravagant or it's going to be a more low key event. But because you don't know, you're unable to taper those expectations. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm picking yeah, up what yeah, you're putting yeah. down. Well, because the first state of play set the bar so incredibly high. It was the best gaming event I've ever seen. I mean that. Okay, let's um, go over the game super quick and why we are not into them, just so our, view our viewers, our listeners kind of know what is there and why uh, that game sure, seems sure. to be the general consensus around the internet from what I can gather to JP. So I wouldn't say that we're... Uh, out of there um so all right i got the games okay guys, yeah i got the games oh, no. in order here so all right so from so the first thing they showed was moss book 2 it's a playstation vr game and uh it reminded me of that book the tale of despero you guys remember that from back in like elementary yes. school yes wow that I, that brought back some memories i haven't heard that <laughs> in a long time <laughs> hell yeah that's awesome so, I don't know. It's a PlayStation VR game, so my uh, expectations for it are extremely low. I love the description that this guy gave for the game. Ratatouille's cousin Stuart Little is back in a new PSVR game. Cute! That's it! <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. I did think that game looked good. It's just, it's VR, so I, yeah, it's, it's usually it's not, not a very long and intricate game. I mean, it's not that anything here even looked bad, necessarily. It's just that there weren't a lot of big announcements to, like, keep my attention going for too long. But you're right. It looks good. Looks like a cute little adventure game that I might give a try to. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all for Moss Book 2. I mean, I, I don't know. It's fine. It exists. It's out there. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> um, next it, one. It's the kind of game I would play. Ne yeah, next game. Um, this one... I, I actually, I perked up a little bit of this one. Arcade Ageddon. I perked up because I don't know what I'm looking at. And that made you excited? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it's it's doing a lot of things, right? 
It kind of looked like Risk of Rain. It had some like loot gathering elements and some like MMO elements with some PvP. I I couldn't get a read on this game. I mean, for what it's worth, I think the gameplay looked like a lot of fun, almost like a mix of like Splatoon and God, I don't even know what else you would call this, but the gameplay did look kind of fun. I'll give it that. Hey, JP, have you played Risk of Rain 2 yet? Anyway. Hey, JP. Come on, man. You've seen my backlog. You're playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, my God. I we uh, don't bring that name up right now. I've got a lot of emotions. <laughs> got a lot of emotions right now that I'm going through. All right. But did even, any of you guys have thoughts on Arcade Again? I would agree with what both of you said. Um, just We don't know enough right now, but it looks neat. It does look neat. Uh, full game launch 2020. Early access out uh, as of the day this aired, which was just a few days ago from recording. So, uh, yeah, give it a go. It's colorful, which caught my attention. Um, but I, I have no idea what the hell's happening with the story, which is why I lost a little bit of interest. There there's you probably, go. There's, there's probably not a story. <laughs> yeah, I doubt there's a story in there. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, what's next? Not everything has to have story, JP. Yeah, I mean, look at Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. JP. Oh, people are going to, if anybody actually hears that, I'm going to get roasted. But Dude, anyways. I've never heard a single soul, pun, no pun intended, say that they enjoyed the story of Dark Souls. No one is like, <laughs> wow, what a story. <laughs> Anyways, if I if I move past it fast enough, I won't get roasted. Uh, so yeah. uh, next we got Tribes of Midgard. So originally I thought this was going to be a Valheim clone. And uh, upon further uh, information coming out, this is more, a lot more than another Valheim clone. And I, I think it looks pretty good, actually. So explain to me what's happening here. So this game, it has a lot Bring of... Bring it down for me. I'm <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I have the smoothest brain. <laughs> um, this game has a lot of interesting things going on for it. It has like some of the like Minecraft and Valheim-esque stuff where like you build a base and like you're collecting some resources and you're fighting these monsters. But it, it also has like these two modes. You have like the survival mode where you could play it like Minecraft or Valheim and you like you get team up with buddies and slowly build up your uh, stuff over time. Or you play the endless mode where I guess you just fight hordes of enemies and see how long you can last, which is, you know, who doesn't love a good like horde mode? Um, right. It, it also has eight classes you can pick from, which I thought was really cool. Like I love added RPG elements. So, you know, diversity of gameplay. Um, sure. And it's going to have like quests that have you explore the world. Um, I'm into it. And also, again, you can play with up to 10 friends. So if you have 10 friends, wow. Who here has 10 friends? <laughs> what? Not these days. No. Yeah, pr precisely. I don't have that time. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, it's a lot of work. I am very interested to seeing how the building the base mechanics work because any game where you can build a base automatically has my attention. I love building bases. It's like my favorite thing to do in games. Yeah. I mean, it, Minecraft is extremely successful for a reason, you know? Precisely. All right. I hate bases. Yeah. I had to say. This next guy caught my attention. Talk a little bit about this one. Talking about Fist? Oh, yeah, I'm talking about Fist. <laughs> All right, so, so this one, uh, what was that funky-looking game that Czar uh, 
which was uh, pretty excited for. You are going to have back. to be so much more specific than that. <laughs> oh my god! Do you understand? Uh, uh, was it Oddworld? Oh, Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah. So the this kind of gave me those vibes, except instead of like just puzzling and side scrolling, it's like side scrolling, but you're a little bunny that you have a big fist on your back and you fight people. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly my, that's that's all of my notes. It's it's a side-scrolling action game, and the little bunny has a fist on his back. I I uh, I have I'm no kinda, words beyond that. I, I'm a big fan, honestly. I think I could probably get behind this. It looks like a good adventure. For how weird the concept is, the graphics and art actually look pretty darn good. And I don't know for a side scroller, I think it mixes it up by being a lot more action-packed than most side scrollers are. Because it does give you some of those vibes from uh, Soulstorm. Is this the Star Fox sequel that we've been waiting for? <laughs> no. But oh. Oh. Okay. Really? No. <laughs> no. 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 I don't know, Zach. What are your thoughts on this game? I don't care. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I. I. Yeah. It looked cute, but at the end of the day, I ain't getting it. Maybe it's PS Plus. That's a, Zach's not gonna play. Zach's not playing any of these games. That's kind of well. He's especially not playing the next game. Um, which one would that be? That one would be Hunter's Arena, the uh, Battle Royale. All right. Hey, you don't know that. <laughs> this one uh, was kind of weird. Also, this one like took the Battle Royale idea and like I guess added some like um, neutral mobs to kill. Uh, you can mm-hmm. go. You can go into dungeons and kill bosses and get better loot to kill the other people in the battle royale. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of burned out on BRs, but apparently they're still pumping them out. First of all, I am also very sick of battle royales. Every game that comes out now feels like it needs a battle royale, and I'm getting sick of that on its own. Where's my and, uh, Demon Souls battle royale? That's the real question. <laughs> oh my god! I. No, Demon Souls has something going for it. If it added a battle royale, it would ruin the game. I just want to really? tell you, like, the people that are super into those Souls games that would play the battle royale would be the absolute fucking most annoying people in the world. And I just, I know it <laughs> just deep in my plums, you know? My plums. Deep in my plums. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, and I've distracted this conversation enough, but I want it. Anyway, <laughs> really, you are about that, huh? No, he's no. not about Hunter's Arena. He, I think he's about the idea of a Demon Souls yeah. battle royale. Yeah, no. Hunter's Arena looks like—I don't want to say stupid to like shit on it, but like it just looks like the most generic thing ever. They call it Hunter's Thank Arena you. for fuck's sake. Like this is yes. where hunters fight in the arena. It's like yes, thank you. <laughs> Cool. It, generic is exactly the word. Like, not generic and like, I don't know. I think it brings some new ideas. It feels like a bunch of new ideas that were just kind of like sewn together to a product that I don't know if it's going to work or not. Yeah, I think that's fair. I Again, like, I just, I tried to play like Apex Legends recently and just the battle royale genre is not doing it for me. It's not doing it for me either. It was, it was cool. When Fortnite and PUBG were new, it was cool, you know, but ever since then, it's unless you do something really different, like Fall Guys, it's just not fun anymore. Yeah, and it's agreed. really fun. It's really like Fortnite and PUBG aren't really letting up like they're they've got a good lead on the market, like get over it. 
Right. I think it's because safe they, to say that Fortnite owns the market now. I don't think PUBG is as much of a contender. It's like it's Fortnite and Apex, I feel like. Yeah, that's probably true. And even then, like, God, I don't actually know which one of those would be more popular. It's probably definitely still Fortnite, but like for an actual more like tolerable player base, it's probably Apex. We like Fortnite. <laughs> hey, JP, I play Fortnite. Get off me. I know, Zach. Oh, come on. When was the last time you played Fortnite? Uh, well, you never ask anymore, so. Answer the question, Zach. It's I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. All right. What's next? Uh, Sifu Fight Club. So, Sifu. Um, like seafood, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like seafood. Like that. <laughs> so, Sifu actually does look kind of interesting, and it's not actually the first time we've seen this game either. It had a little bit of kind of what's the word I'm looking for it had a little bit of a cameo in uh, the last day to play I believe and I even said the same thing like okay this looks like it's somewhat interesting what do you guys think we got a a few more details on it this time around and it looks like it's going to be a roguelite and um, I can't really get a read on the combat it kind of looks like Batman Arkham games combat in a way uh huh but beyond that, like, it's it's hard to tell. Like, you know, every time you die, you add a year to your life, I guess. Dude, I don't know. I think this looks super interesting. Um, I really like the art style. The combat in the game, the gameplay actually looks like it's super satisfying. Like, you know, almost like Assassin's Creed levels of like, you know, you're fighting people, but you have the ability to dodge and parry. But this looks like the attacks that you have have a lot more weight to them, if that makes sense. It looks like the fighting in this game is super satisfying. Well, you'll have to play it and give us a review and then spend more time with it and then tell us about why you're sad that you gave it the review you did. (laughs) (laughs) You might be right. I, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, like, you know, the hits in it look like they, you know, have weight and what have you, but I don't know. I just get a weird vibe from the game. Like, it, it looks like I would, it looks like a game I would get bored with just from the snippets that we have seen. It could be. I mean, that's just the thing about Sifu is so far they still haven't given us a lot of information, except for the fact that it is no longer going to be released this year and instead going to be released in 2022. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But that's fine. That's fine indeed. I guess COVID's kind of annoying. All right. uh, We got a few more things to get through. So what's next? We got Jet the Far Shore. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have no idea what this game is, but it looks boring as hell. I 100% agree with you. And what's funny is the first time we saw Jet was again in that amazing state of play that PlayStation had a year ago where they first showed us what the PlayStation 5 was going to look like. And I felt like this was actually one of the only low points of the show was when they introduced this game because it looks strange, but not in a cool, let's see what this is like kind of way, just in a boring kind of way almost. Yeah, I mean, this might be like one of those games like, you know, like Abzu, where you just like you play it just to vibe out. But I don't play those games. Abzu was the perfect just vibe out game. I loved Abzu. How does one just vibe out? You play Abzu. (laughs) Crack a beer. Turn on Abzu. Vibe out. (sighs) 
<laughs> all right, all right. We got our we got our, our thing off. All right, so then there's a jet game about jets, the far shore. Anything you guys have to that? No, I had nothing else other than it looks boring. All right, then there's the Demon Slayer Kametsu no Yaiba. Y- y- Yaba? The- Zach, you know we were just talking about Jet the Far Shore, right? No, I thought we were talking about Sifu. No, no we were talking about... We moved about- on to Jet the Far Shore. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Ugh. Okay. Demon Slayer. Love the idea, hate the execution. The combat looked super slow and super boring. I liked the verticality of it, but that's about it. I'll give you that. Um... I don't like anime or video game adaptations of anime games are either very, very good or very, very bad from what I have noticed, especially fighting style games like Dragon Ball Z. It can just go in either way. And my problem with Demon Slayer is I haven't even watched the anime. I've heard it's very, very good. But what I do know for sure is that the combat in this game just looks slow, looks a little boring, not a huge fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. And also, it looks like there was only one room that there... I mean, they, or at least they only showed one room where there were combat arenas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. And even, like, the enemy AI... It's really weird how I noticed that the enemy AI seemed really stupid and ineffective. But <laughs> I did notice that. I don't know. It looked like they were going for, like, a weaker boring. version of Dark Souls, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Like, just we they wanted every boss to feel like a weaker Dark Souls boss is kind of the vibe I got. I'll say that the attacks look cool. Um, like I think it's flashy enough. Just I think that's only gonna hold at people's attention for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Before they, you know, before they realize that the gameplay itself is a little shallow. I don't know. Flashy attacks and carry a game. Just ask Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> I mean. Got him. Yeah. Oh, come on, the whole carnival ride baloney. And I say that as a huge, like, Kingdom Hearts fan, but well, come no, on. I mean, I, I think that those flashy attacks are not strong enough at carrying the game to the point where, oh, like, I that's got... that's why you... Okay. Yeah, I, I got so bored of those. I was kind of memeing. All right, um, Lost Judgment, what'd you think of that? I actually... Uh, this kind of looks like Shenmue, doesn't it? Yes. All right, no, I was thinking of... Maybe I'm mixing him up. Yakuza? Oh, Yakuza or has, has like, like a... all the different games. Like, see, I thought that was Shenmue. It's got a lot of components from different games I've seen. Actually, like it does have components of like I. That's what I was thinking of when I saw this was Yakuza. But then it almost has like almost a little bit of world building that I saw from like kind of compared to like Persona. Even I'm like, okay, so this is interesting. Yeah, it, it was like Persona and like the uh, like weird side activities. Like there looks like there was Precisely. like extra fighting, racing. There, it looks like there was like a climbing mini game, and there was also like a noir thing going on with it. Like at the very beginning, but then they didn't show anything on it after that. I love games that have so much versatility and what you can do and where you can go that you forget you're playing the same game sometimes. See, Does that make sense? I, I see what you're saying, but for me, I see all these side activities. And I'm like, there's no way it can be doing all of these well. Persona did. I mean, Persona is a standout. Eh, that's fair. Persona is Persona. It's built different. We can say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Persona's built different. All right. 
I don't know. And even like some of the mechanics for like searching and looking for clues reminded me more of like, what's that weird like detective game where you have to tell if people are lying? It's Ally Noir. Yeah, super. And that game is just a meme factory. It, it's absolutely a meme, but it definitely hey, right it was really good back in the day. Right at the beginning, it gave off those L.A. noir vibes where, like, you're looking at, like, evidence, and then you started, like, climbing a wall, which is far more than you could do in uh, L.A. noir. You really like this climbing on the wall there, Chess, don't you? (laughs) He likes the wall mechanics. I I need more wall climbing gameplay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of what I'm all about. I mean, I play Rocket League, and you can just go up any of those walls anytime. Look, yeah. if they have handball 2021 as a real EA sport that you can go and fucking buy right now, <laughs> why not rock climbing? 20, why not? you know, 2K21. Hey, I mean, it's going to be in Lost Judgment, so you don't need to. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Death Stranding Director's Cut. All these director cuts ever are are just like updated versions of the game to bring like the PlayStation 4 version up to speed with the PlayStation 5. Because if you've noticed, if you've like seen the PlayStation Store recently, they're doing the same thing with Ghost of Tsushima. They made the, mm-hmm. they're making like an updated PlayStation 5 version and calling it the director's cut. So I think this is going to be a trend for PlayStation now. Um, all it is is a slightly updated version of the game where they make it look better, add a couple of story missions, um, and apparently a racing mode, whatever that means. And that's going to add $10 to the price tag of the game. I, I saw the racing mode, wasn't impressed. But then again, I'm not impressed by Forza. So naturally a yeah, tacked on racing and, mode. And in fact, you hate Forza. <laughs> See, I think that's funny. You guys like totally don't like this. I was like, I, I like Death Stranding at first, but now I'm like, well, maybe I'll pick it up when it goes on sale now. Because I'm like, that looks kind of neat to me. I don't know. Well, and see, uh, the director's cut thing also, I think it predates even... Death Stranding or Ghost of Tsushima, like Persona Five, Sonic Adventure DX Director's Cut. Director's Cuts is a thing they've been doing for like ever. Well, yeah, right. and like I mean, Persona Five Royal is essentially just a director's cut, quote unquote, of Persona Five, where it just adds some story mission and extra background and stuff like right. that. Right. Yeah. Um. And it's not even to say that like I'm not a fan of Death Stranding because even though I've heard so many mixed reviews about it, I would love to try it eventually. My point's not that I don't like Death Stranding. It's just that, like, is this new version really going to justify the fact that this game's about to jump back up to $70? Probably not. After it's been out for X amount of time and everybody's played it and everybody's talked about it. And that's why you wait for sales. I don't always want to wait for sales, though. Well, I don't think things are going to go down in price. Yeah, the Steam Summer Sale like just recently ended, so. God damn it. You're, you, you guys are totally right. I'm just, I don't know. I, no, you make and, a good point. I just, gaming is expensive. It, it's getting there. God damn. <laughs> I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like gaming has always been expensive. I mean, yeah, but right now it's really expensive. <laughs> But I mean, like, in terms of, like, hobbies, gaming isn't, like, as expensive as other shit I could be doing, but it can get up there if you want all the best shit. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely cheaper than a drug addiction. Do you, would you consider that a hobby? (laughs) Some people. (laughs) Yeah, why not? 
all right one last thing from this data play uh death loop we had nine minutes of gameplay for this game that is being released very very soon um we have talked about death loop a lot because playstation keeps showing it off a lot it's very obvious that they want this to be a really huge ip and it's getting into the territory where i'm worried that they're hyping it up a little bit too much which will inevitably lead to some disappointment even if the game really is super good what do you guys think um i got some weird vibes from this like the first of all this was a trailer to announce how they're delaying it again so yep there's there's that um and also i i saw from the gameplay that they showed like this is the gameplay they chose to show off and i felt like a lot of the movement looks kind of slow and clunky i don't know if you guys got that vibe i mean they also had some dishonored-esque abilities in combat but i felt like you know like they're running and like vaulting over stuff didn't look very fun personally um i i didn't get that as much i I mean, if there's any saving grace that I have right now about this game, it's the fact that I think like the versatility of movement actually does kind of look like fun. Um, but I'm still getting weird vibes. Like, I still don't fully understand what this game is supposed to be, I guess, is oh, my problem. Oh, I think I feel, this game, I think, is just taking a new take on the uh, roguelite. Like, I got Hades vibes from like the gameplay of it. Right. So you're trying to kill, like, the eight bosses and escape. Okay. I mean, this is definitely a game where I'm going to wait to see what people have to say about it before I think about picking it up. Because even with all the trailers and the insane amount of gameplay they've shown, I'm still up on the fence. I will say that the abilities you have look like a lot of fun, you know? Um, like there's like telekinetic abilities and like these like space hopping abilities. And I don't know, even the combat looks satisfying. Just like I'm still having trouble getting a pulse on the game, I guess. Yeah. And maybe that's just me. I know the game's not like for me, but I absolutely love the art style. And it seems like it knows what it is. It's just not something that like for me, I like the like, I I just think it's cool. But how many times can you replay the same day over and over again? Then again, that's what every roguelite is. So maybe it's just a genre that I'm not totally into. Um, But I think it's got style and spades. But I also see some of the things you guys are you guys are saying about like they're they're giving this thing a really high bar. And I don't know if it's because they don't have a lot else to go off besides director's cuts, like Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, But this is also a Bethesda game, which means it's going to be an Xbox game the second that exclusive exclusivity deal ends. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I am willing to bet it's coming to Game Pass pretty damn quick, too. So, <laughs> Roguelikes are the IPAs of the video game world. They are such an acquired taste. <sighs> yeah. And they're not for everybody. Because <laughs> I remember the first time I played a roguelike, um, I was upset about the fact that I just lost like an hour's worth of progress and I have to start over and don't really have a ton to show for it except experience. Except experience. <laughs> But I mean, like, after a while, you find it more charming. It's not just the experience, JP. It's also the memories along the way. Mm-hmm. And the friends. <laughs> but you can't have more than 10 of them. Yeah, no, definitely not more than 10. All right, so we need to wrap this up because we do need to get to the next piece of news. Um, altogether, though, like I said, PlayStation needs to find a way to rename these events where they can taper expectations of the event because... 
To call this a state of play insinuates that it's of the same caliper as every other state of play that they've made. And this was mostly just an indie showcase with a few bigger pieces of news that weren't even that big of pieces of news. So, yeah, I, that's basically all I have to say about the state of play. Um, but we did get a similarly, you know, kind of mixed feelings announcement from Nintendo this week. Zach, what the hell? Oh, so in typical Nintendo fashion, uh, they could have announced this at E3. They decided not to because screw the leaker, I guess. Um, guys, there's a new Nintendo Switch model. Yay! Yay! Is it's it an everything OLED we hoped it would be? Uh, almost, except for the 4K thing, which is, I think, the most important part. Um, so let me get into it. What is the OLED model? It's a 7-inch screen. If you didn't know, the Nintendo Switch... Uh, Normal edition is six and six point two inches, um, so it's slightly bigger. But that's not so me- like that's not the important thing. Instead of it being an LCD screen, it's an OLED screen, which means all the pixels pop more. It's gonna look gorgeous in handheld mode. Um, it's got no improvements. It's uh, as like far <laughs> as like CPU or GPU. It does have Bluetooth capabilities. Uh, they said improved audio. They didn't specify because it's Nintendo and they do these things. I'm willing to bet it's just a Bluetooth um, and there's not really any improved audio that you will notice. Uh, they also has a beautiful color. It's got white Joy-Cons and a normal uh, Joy-Con red and blue if you want that in the new dock. Uh, the new dock, I believe, is slightly bigger and has a wired uh, port for to plug in a LAN adapter or not a LAN adapter, just a LAN port so you can stop lagging in Smash Bros, you dirty animals. <laughs> um, less bezels. Better oh, kickstand. That's the opposite of what we wanted. My bezels. Better kickstand so you can play in tabletop mode. Um, same battery life. Um, part of me is excited that it doesn't have like 4K because right now buying a new system is terrible. This is already sold out for like pre-orders. Um, and I doubt I'll be getting my hands on it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the TLDR there. Nintendo done Nintendo and just showed it up. So, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Because I'm sad... There's no 4K. <laughs> it's here's the thing. It's definitely not a Switch Pro. Okay, so the pros of this, Zach, you really did give the TLDR of it. The pros are the Bluetooth capability, um, the bigger screen, the prettier screen, the better sound system, um, a little bit of improved memory. I don't know if you touched on that. And the fact that it really does look gorgeous. The white Joy-Cons are going to match my aesthetic of like all my other devices so fucking well. And the dock, the white dock is beautiful. I, you know, I do love that. Here's the problem. I use my Switch in handheld mode maybe 10% of the time. And they made it very clear that there is going to be no upgrade whatsoever if you decide to put this Switch in its dock. There's not an improved CPU. There's not improved performance in any way if you're using this in docked mode. So what exactly is like the motivation for people like me, I suppose, to buy this switch? I don't think there really is. Precisely. And um, I mean, if you like to play in handheld, that's it. It's for the people who are handheld that want like more premium feel. Um, and I don't think necessarily like... I think this is out of our demographic range. Chez isn't really even a Nintendo fan. Um, 
And I, I think that it's for the people who like to collect or it's people who haven't gotten a Switch yet. Really, but even and yeah. Zach, the other thing is this Switch is not the same price as the old Switch, is it? Nope, it is three fifty, which so is fifty I, more dollars. So, like, do these small improvements justify the extra fifty dollars? In your opinion? Uh yeah. You, get you, do, you do think that? How much is an SD card? It can get expensive. I, I mean, this is know. 32 more. So it's got 64 gigabytes. I didn't miss that. My TLDR. Um, that can, I mean, 32 gigs does add up when you only have 32 to start with. It doubles it. Um, but, and then it's got a much more beautiful screen and it's got a LAN adapter. I think a LAN adapter and I got a cheap one cost me $10. Um, let's see the screen. I think, I think the screen's beautiful. Like that's worth a $50 upcharge. Just, I mean, it's a more premium thing. Um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of more of that premium, premium feeling console. I don't really know what more to add. Um, if you got the extra fifty, why wouldn't you get that instead of just spending? You know what I mean? Like, what's three hundred compared to three fifty? I guess you're already spending a buttload on games. <laughs> I don't know. Does that sound stupid of me? I've got I something mean, to add. No, you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but if we're going on the, before you go, Peaches, I want to say if you're going along that logic, there, Zach. Why not just bring for the extra $50 and get like either like the PlayStation vir or virtual only edition or hell spend 50 less dollars and get an Xbox Series S. That's you get one Nintendo of the console to exclusive games and you get a handheld console. I mean, sure. But when parents are deciding like that's what Nintendo had going for it was it's super low price competitive price point. So then you buy the original switch at 300 or you buy the switch light at 200. I don't know, man. I, uh, what I'm saying is I don't feel like Nintendo are playing their cards very well. Like, Nint here, Nintendo ha never has to guess what their fans want. They never have to guess what their fans want. Fans will tell them exactly what they want. And now, to be fair, Nintendo can give their fans exactly what they want, and they're going to bitch either way. But Because <laughs> that's, that's the, what that's Nintendo fans... Most communities in general. You're And you're right. You're 100% right. But... I don't know, man. I'm super disappointed that this is the direction that Nintendo wanted to go. I think these are all welcome upgrades, but I think stopping that, I think what they did was the bare minimum. I feel like there's so much more they could have done, you know, and even if they were to add on another $50, they would be able to justify calling this a Switch Pro and putting in the features that Switch fans have been begging for for the last five years. I don't know. In my opinion, they dropped the ball. Chess before I kind of I want to rebuttal JPS because I think he makes a totally valid argument. I see what he's saying, but uh, Chess, what were you going to say? Yeah, I'm really interested in this. Oh well, you shouldn't be. I was going to say, how do you justify the point zero five pounds heavier? I'm not going to be able to haul this thing around. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, okay, so J JP and gaming community at large right now buying anything is a pain in the fucking ass. Um, so I'm really glad that I don't have to stand around now in stock.com or hot stock to try and get my Nintendo switch pro. Um, because right now, like buying video games is really freaking hard, way harder than it needs to be. Uh, does that defend the part that they went lazy? Eh, no, but I don't know. I'm kind of excited that I'm not having to like go out of my way to buy it until like, hopefully this chip shortage thing gets figured out. Um, I think they're going the 3ds route. 
where they did the 3DS XL. They made the screen bigger. They did all the stuff except improving it. And then probably next year, we are going to get the new uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, am I right? I don't know. It's Nintendo. You never know. Maybe they are just being lazy, <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of happy that I don't have to go buy a new Switch right now. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, what's weird is the Switch is already almost six years old. It does not feel that long, does it? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is absolutely insane. I remember sitting on the toilet in college when it was still just called the Nintendo NX. Do you remember that? We got rumors of this amazing new Nintendo console. That was that was almost six years ago. That's insane. Yeah, you're old now, JP. How do you feel? We're all old. All right. All that being said, I really love the black and white. If I find this, I'm probably going to buy it. But still, GP. still. <laughs> all right. Well, that's pretty much it on the articles. Uh, what do we have for quick takes today? Um, we got some uh, interesting ones. Uh, I think Zach and GP should mostly lead these, though. Uh, you all do right. the first one, Jess. I mean, I'll I'll do my best for the first one. You you shore up the gaps in my knowledge here, all right? So okay, you know what you, you know what you know what, Chess? You know what, Chess? I got this one. Okay, okay. All right. So I mean, why you would you not? Well, what? This is your baby. Well, my baby that's being taken advantage of. Oh God! Y- yes. What? Okay. So, um. Sorry, that was a pretty bad analogy. If you guys didn't know, Shadowlands came out. Was that two years ago now? Is it one year? No, ago? that was. It's been last didn't November. It, come out? Yeah, it didn't come out in November. God. Okay, since then, World of Warcraft, they used to pay fifteen bucks a month on top of buying a brand new expansion that was sixty to uh, fifty dollars this time. Fifty dollars um, has given their players literally zero content except for I'm trying to think of what was in patch nine point zero point five. It wasn't a lot. It was literally quality of life fixes that people complained about on the beta. And they're like, yeah, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. They didn't fix it until people complained. Um, so anyway, what is it? July now that came out in November. Is that eight months, nine months? Math is hard. Uh, so, and this is after they delayed Shadowlands to, you know, sure it up, make sure it's right. After mm-hmm. Activision laid off a bunch of Blizzard employees because Activision got Activision. Um, so why am I bringing up all these points? Well, Blizzard is going to release a new patch soon. Um, or it's already out. I don't know. I've literally stopped caring about this. Like Chez, like put this on here so I would remember to talk about it, even though I'm trying to ignore it. Um, <laughs> basically, World of Warcraft cinematics and their music are the two things you could always brag about. Literally, like, you know, their story wasn't always the best, but it wasn't like, oof. And when I tell you about this cinematic, it's pure oof factor. Um, so basically, they ruined a, bl- a character in Sylvanas. Because I don't know if you guys know this. There's this guy named the Jailer, all right? Now, what do you picture when you think of a Jailer? In quotes. My ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Got him. Hey. Hey. All right. I hate so, my wife. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> I love my wife. My point being, though, is it's not a nice person, right? Like, anyway, so Sylvanas sees that this jailer guy, when he gets what he wants, really just wants to put people in jail and control them. That's what he does. And that is what the community is just like, are you fucking serious? You're, 
And so Sylvanas, that finally clicks in her brain, even though she was a smart, cunning character in Warcraft 3 and beyond, um, she finally just figured out, wait, no, he just wants power to be bad. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the basically Reddit and the community at large is just having a field day because they're like, this is some of the absolute worst storytelling People have been calling this since the beta. They're like, they're going to try and redeem Sylvanas. And now Sylvanas has her soul back. And everyone just like, we don't care. Like, you're stupid. Like, seriously? Um, and it just, I think it just shows they're putting in the bare minimum for this. I know it's never going to be done with because there's those big whales that will play this game to the end of time. Because they've invested so much time into it. And it's sad to see it going the way it is. Oh, my God. I just can't, I just can't even, guys, like, it's like, I'm watching my best friend, like, just go down, like, a, a staircase of darkness, and, like, <laughs> they're just doing all the things wrong, and you try and say, oh, honey, like, here's what you can do, and they're like, nah, I'm gonna just keep going down. It's like, but you have potential. You, you, you don't have to do this. And then Activision's <laughs> like, nah, do it, keep going down the stairs, come on. <laughs> What's the name of those? Like one of those like weird like Penrose stairs, the stairs that just never end and they just keep falling and falling. <laughs> right. <laughs> and granted, World of Warcraft had a lot of stairs. It was very high up there. Um, I would say at this point, Final Fantasy 14, which we'll get to in a second, is ahead of it. Like it's actually like World of Warcraft is managing to ruin the 20 year head start it had on every single MMO um, just by, I don't know, like we say the com community's cry a lot but they tell you what they want and these guys literally are getting $15 a month X amount of money per month plus expansion cost plus microtransactions and they can't give players what they want in fact they're mostly taking away what people want and then giving it back later acting like it's new content it's just like you guys are gross okay yeah it's supposed to be well, a quick take I hate World of Warcraft I hate Blizzard I hate Activision um, any other questions yeah, I mean, actually, I, no. I, I don't have any other questions. I was just gonna add on. It was like they they really uh, they built up this character and then ruined her and then had her be quote unquote redeemed and then were surprised when everyone was like, why why would this make you good now? Oh, and first off, uh, she pretty much committed mass genocide, started a war, uh, killed a bunch of people, lost her soul, backstabbed a bunch of people. Just like and, my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, GP, now, we need to talk about who your ex-girlfriend is. I think I did not know her as well as I thought I did. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I just you can't redeem this. The fact that they're trying to redeem it. Oh, my favorite meme is the one where they're like, Arthas just comes out. Nah, it's my turn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys know who Arthas is, right? So yeah, I can't he's explain. The, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. Lich King. Yeah, the Lich King's gonna come back from the de from the death and be like, "Yo, I'm here. I heard you guys need an Illidan 2.0. I'm Chaos. <laughs> chaos. I'm here to kill you. I'm like, no way. Uh, all right, Zach, how you feeling? Are you done? JP, you're a transitioning god. That brings us into Final Fantasy 14. Wait, nope, wait, wait, there's no, something for, there's something I we, gotta do first. We gotta bring it down a note. Let's let's get somber hold here. On, okay. Hold on, hold on, no, hold on. I'm gonna just and then do a little bit. No, CJP, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do something first. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! You can't just move around things in the script. You... 
<laughs> but it just it transitioned so well, JP. All right, all right. It do be a better transition. <laughs> I know you're right, but he added that in after I added my thing. Whatever, it's fine. Just talk about Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 sold out. What do you mean the it's virtual sold copy. out? <laughs> the virtual copy sold out How? too. How did that happen? I, uh, so this comes to us from Kotaku. And uh, basically, uh, you have to get on a wait list now because of... Uh, they're basically saying it's the limitations are presumably because Square Enix has yet to reach out. Or has something to do with player capacity as a sudden influx of players wouldn't exactly be great on servers. So, like I said, I think people are migrating from World of Warcraft, plus Final Fantasy XIV has just had a lot of positivity around it lately, because, I don't know, I guess they listen to people and get better. Um, and I guess that makes games better. Um, so, yeah, if you want to play Final Fantasy XIV, you might have to wait on it. Even the digital copy, which I think is unprecedented. I don't know if I'm scared or impressed. That's insane. That's insane that that's happened. I literally thought that was... Like, impossible. Chaos! Chaos indeed. Holy shit. Speaking of chaos, JP, you caused some chaos last week. Tell me more. Yeah, let's... Okay, let's okay. let's bring it let's bring it down a notch. There were some s- hot tempers in here. There are some hard... Okay, listen, 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 boys. As a rule, I have gotten a lot of hate over a lot of things that I have said on this podcast. From... On Twitter... Through text messages, from calls, from peaches. some people who, are, yeah, from peaches, <laughs> some people who I literally don't even know how they got my number. But I've stuck by every opinion I've, I've ever had because it's my opinion and this is my podcast. But recently I said something that I want to apologize for, not because people are making me do it, but because I genuinely feel like I gave it the wrong opinion on the last episode of rate that rating i gave red dead redemption 2 an 8.2 out of 10 and i said a lot of things about it that i thought the world was empty that it was a little overrated and here's the thing in all fairness if you are 10 hours into a video game If you've put 10 hours into a video game, you should by that point have a pretty good idea of what the game is like and where it's going to go and how it's going to end up. The reason why I can't do that with Red Dead Redemption 2, because being 10 hours into that stupid game is the equivalent of being like 10% done with what it has to offer. Whereas other games, that'd be like 50%, probably even more. Not with Red Dead Redemption 2. And... I am so utterly in love with this game right now that even thinking back on it, it I think... Is it because of the horse testicles? Yes. Yes, nice. you caught me, Zach. <laughs> I have found... I've seen the light. Good. You son of a bitch. No, it's I not, knew it's this not just... It. <laughs> it's not just the horse testicles. <laughs> it's not just the horse testicles. It's the fact that, like, now that I'm 50 hours in on the playthrough of Red Dead Redemption 2 and getting pretty darn close to the end of the game, I really feel like I did this game dirty by giving it the review that I did, because when this game picks up, holy shit, does it pick up. It's so good. The story's incredible. The landscape is a lot more full than I first thought it was after just being in val- around Valentine. Like... Everything about this game gets so much unbelievably better. 
And I was just wrong in the fact that, you know, I thought 10 hours was ample enough time to, like, understand what the game was. Because in most other instances, like I said, that would be correct. I would be able to make Stop assumptions on that game. justifying it and just say I was wrong and that's okay. Oh, I said I was wrong. Okay, it's okay. So I'm, I'm taking it's back over. my score. The You're game great. is not an 8.2. It is a 9.5 out of 10. Mm, 9.2. Final offer. Zach, have you played this game? 7.5. Whoa. Uh, no, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Play this game. I have played it. It's outstanding. I give it a 7.5. Yeah, but you said the same thing about a lot of other games that aren't The Witcher. So I, I with all due respect, Peaches, I take your opinions with a grain of salt. <laughs> it gets the same score as Spider-Man. What's wrong with that? Whoa. That Do Be you nice know how much credibility you just lost? <laughs> uh, probably none, because Witcher is 9.5 out of but 10. But that's the... You know what, though? That's your opinion, and you are entitled to your opinion. All right? And it's wrong. And now I'm giving my opinion that this game is incredible. I don't know if it should beat God of War for game of the year from three years ago, because I'm still stuck on that. But I understand now why people would be able to make an argument for it. It's good. I love this game. It's one of my favorites of all time. I can't wait to finish it. There's my apology. I was wrong. Zach was right. You never. What would you say that was right? <laughs> I don't know. Can I just have this though? I need no. this. Yeah, no, give it to him. No. Why? Why? Give him. Give him this one. Uh, you know what? Or well, this is. Uh, you guys have said before. This is a democracy. Two out of three. Want to give Zach this one? So. I'm right. <laughs> that doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> does it have to? Give him this. It's two out of three. You got to give it to him. <laughs> you got to. It's, it's not even that I don't want to. It's that I don't understand why. <laughs> Fine, Zach. You were Zach. You were right. I Thank guess. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And I think with that, we could move on to game releases. JP, since you were in the wrong here, <laughs> do you want to do game releases? Please. I have the smoothest brain known to man. <laughs> your insults, your pettiness, roll right off <laughs> of this perfectly waxed, smooth brain of mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i'm sorry yeah let's get into the game releases all right july 15th we have lost at sea coming to the playstation 5 xbox series x slash s and pc on july 16th we have f1 2021 coming to ps5 ps4 xbox series x slash s xbox one and pc we have observer system redo coming to ps4 and xbox one we have Space Jam, A New Legacy, coming to Yo! Xbox Series X slash S and the Xbox One. And of course, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD Remake coming to the Nintendo Switch. On July 20th, we have Akiba's Trip Hellbound and Debriefed coming to PS4, Switch, and PC. Chris Tales coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Death's Door coming to Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, and PC. And finally, Monster Harvest coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and the PC. All right. Hype up one upcoming game. Now, I think the choice here is obvious, but I love how Peaches said I was going to say Space Jam, but it looks like the worst. So what do you mean by that? Space Jam. I, I wanted to put Space Jam as our hype up game because it's Space Jam. You, you know, come on and slam and welcome to the jam. Space Jam's outstanding. We all know. 
But I looked at the that original game. Space Jam. Yeah, I looked correct. at that game and it looks awful. <laughs> so <laughs> just, just the first terrible. ever unhype up game. Please I, don't do, buy this. <laughs> leave that game exactly where it's at. It looks like the worst thing I've ever seen. Like ET bad? <laughs> it literally takes the enjoyment away from other games that you have played. <laughs> <laughs> It, it will it will smooth out the brain as as JP has been liking to say. Oh, we, smooth brain! <laughs> what is that from? It's just, uh, it's just, it's just a, a meme. Fun, yeah, it's just a new fun thing to say. <laughs> you can't insult me, sir. I have the smoothest brain. Yeah, because because they say like the wrinkles on your brain are like you know what makes you smart. So if you have more wrinkles, you're more smart. No, I, but no, I understand yeah. it. I just was wondering where it came from. No, it's just yeah, it's just a fun recent meme. It's for the meme. It was just a goof. Just a you goof. Ca- Calm down. You calm down. It was a missing point. <laughs> All right. So, uh, JP, I think with that, uh, hype up Skyward Sword. I love Skyward Sword. I think that it is the most underrated Zelda game that has ever come out. And despite the fact that Nintendo has really been bumming me out with Zelda lately, this is something that I think they did right. I'm excited for this game. I think you should be excited for this game. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm going to probably pre-order it if somebody's willing to offer something cool. Otherwise, the good news about it being so underwhelming for a lot of people is I could probably walk right into GameStop and just pick it up off a shelf. You know, um, but if you like Zelda, you are doing yourself a big. What's the word like disservice? Disservice. Disservice. Thank you. Smooth brain. You are doing yourself <laughs> such a disservice by not playing this game. And even if you think it's an okay game, it's going to get you ready for Breath of the Wild 2. I think it's worth the buy. And they fixed up a lot of things people complained about. Uh, Precisely. They, they uh, What did they do? They Shit, JP, help me out here. They did okay, stuff. Uh, I mean... <laughs> They got so, rid of Fee, or they didn't get rid of Fee, but you had the option to turn off Fee, which I know she was like Navi on steroids, apparently. There's a lot of little things that people considered nuisances about this game, but the motion controls definitely was the biggest one. Um, I think the way that they fixed up the motion controls to make it a lot more on the optional side is going to impact a lot of people. I'm going to give the motion controls a try because I think all it takes is a little while to get used to them and then they become fun and honestly a pretty important mechanic for most of the game. Um... But Which you also, don't have I'm, to. You can use the you can use the uh, normal controls if you'd like. Exactly. So if you have a switch and light, you're not missing out. Exactly. And choice is ultimately what matters. Um, don't miss out on this great story. Give it a try. That's all I have to say. And I think it's just about time to wrap this episode up, boys. We covered a lot today. Whew. Good, Good job, job Zach. guys. High fives all uh, around. Boom. Uh, oh. <laughs> This smooth right. brain. He's hurt. He's hurt. If that was my brain hitting my skull. It's too smooth and slippery. <laughs> oh, God. What have we done? All right. I am done. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. Um, we don't know exactly what we're doing Saturday yet, but we know it's going to be a good time. So make sure you stick around. We're going to have a good time. And in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. I think we got our Game Tea. You just got your Game Tea. Bye! Later!
If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.